right, welcome everybody. We're so glad you're here. And that song talks about the source of our peace. And it begins with God, and then it begins with us choosing to say to him, I'll believe what you say. And I'll live my life believing what you say, and I'll trust you, even though circumstances don't look like they're going my way. I'll trust that you told me that all things would work together for my good as I love you and as I follow you. And it takes faith. And he talks about I'll have faith to the very end. And so it's just a great way to kick us into talking about peace today. So if you wouldn't go ahead and grab your message notes and you want to grab these and maybe take some notes today, especially I've had some people talk to me after last week on joy and then as we were moving into peace this week and how it's not, it wasn't easy to, you know, get just listening to the first time. And many people have gone back and watched it online and taken more notes. And so it really helps if you write something down today, maybe a question, something you want to look at another time as we look at these two issues of joy and peace. And um, they are interrelated and yet they're so separate. And so we're going to look at how today, how we can establish peace in our lives. If you have a Bible, you can open it to Philippians chapter 4. We'll be there for a big chunk of the end of our talk today. If you picked up a lobby Bible, it's on page 901, Philippians 4 is, and so you can look there. Uh, if you want to grab one of these as you come in each week, that'd be awesome. You know, if this would help your learning as you're here, uh, just put it back when you leave. If you don't have one, we'd like to give you one because we'd love everybody to have a Bible in their home. And so if you want, don't have a Bible, don't have one at all, just take one, and we'd be happy to let you um, do that as you leave today. So what we're doing over the next few weeks is we're talking about this series, Time to Grow. And as I told you last week, it comes out of some own personal work in my life and personal reflection as I was kind of reaching a place where I said, you know what, Thompson, you need to grow. You're stuck. You know, I was looking especially at my joy level and uh, the level of joy that I was experiencing. So as I told you last week, last week was just for me and uh, understanding joy and be able to, you know, catch more of that. And I didn't realize how much I was going to need this message this week on peace because this week the Thompson household has a new licensed driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about everybody else, okay? Uh, and so it's one of those deals. So we, I, but no, I've just been amazed at how God used this message this week in my own personal life. And just how I'm feeling and sensing a new level of peace. And I'm just praying. I've been praying, uh, began last night praying for all of us, uh, that each one of us would have an encounter with him today, and that we would understand this issue of peace. What we're doing is we're looking at these character traits that the Bible says are to be visible and normal. Visible and normal for people who say they know Christ. The character traits that should be visible and normal for people who say they know Christ. And the main point of our time as we're looking at this, as we're talking about these character traits, is that we cannot, by our own willpower, make ourselves grow. So with that premise, as we're starting out, we cannot, by our own willpower, make ourselves grow. It really put, personally, your speaker in a box, because I can't get up here and tell you, okay, here's how you can grow this week. You know, here's the steps to growth this week. I... I'm talking about some ideas and some disciplines we can integrate, and the growth happens not because of our effort, because of the Holy Spirit working these disciplines out in our lives. Now, here's the deal, though. We can engage in certain disciplines. We can engage in certain exercises or practices or activities that as we do them, as we engage with the Holy Spirit in our lives, He will use that activity to help produce the fruit or the characteristics or the trait that He wants to be produced in my life. He will do that. 
The whole idea of this series, we talked about last week, I, you know, set us up last week to talk about it. There's a huge difference between a morally restrained heart. This is a heart that, you know, where you kind of grab, you say, okay, here's what you should do, be, 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 do, 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 and you take all those things that you don't, 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 and you cram your, you grab your heart and you morally restrain it until you think you've got control over it, only it's going to come out the other side in another way. There's a huge difference between a morally restrained heart and a spiritually transformed heart. The heart that he wants to build in us, and we're talking about a spiritually transformed heart in this series. Kim read the characteristics to us, and we read it out loud just a minute ago. Love, joy. Today we're talking about peace, and we're talking about and we're looking at them from the, you know, the premise of what the Bible says, how God wants to grow this into our lives. Now, look at the verse at the top. Jesus is speaking, John 14, 27. He says this, to those who were his followers, that would be us, those who choosing to follow Jesus, this would be your truth today. He says this, I'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So we need to understand that. It's a peace that the culture cannot teach you, that the culture cannot give you, but it only comes from God, from his Holy Spirit. And then he says this, so don't be troubled or afraid. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to watch a video here. As we're watching the video, it's a shot actually over in the Bay Area. And as we watch this, we're going to watch a cultural perspective of peace. Let's watch this, and then we'll talk about it. Would you consider your life peaceful right now? No. Not at all. <laughs> Could you say that your life is peaceful? In today's age, I think it's very difficult for anyone to find peace. Would you consider your life peaceful? No. <laughs> job, the job is really stressful, so overall, no, but uh, I try to do what I can to get by. So, Where do you find peace? Where do I find peace? In the trees. How so? Those are living, breathing, eating creatures. I think they're awesome. Okay. Um, where does peace come from? Well, to some degree internal, realizing that we have all the same powers and... Uh, amazing entities that trees and nature has. Tell me three things that worry you. Um, when the world is going to end, what I'm going to be doing in the next few years, who I might marry, I think that worries me. Okay. Where does peace come from? Uh, inside, I think. For me, the ocean, because it's a place that I um, connect with myself just in the how big it is and how like I don't know permanent where does peace come from uh, peace comes from being totally happy with yourself and your decisions um, you can't totally be happy if you have questions in your mind and that's where I think total peace comes from where do you find peace at home on my couch watching sports baseball football that sort of stuff where does peace come from Peace comes from relaxation, friends, family. Would you consider your life peaceful right now? Very. Have a good weekend. Thank you, you too. Where do you think peace comes from? Where do I think? Oh, I know where peace comes from. Okay. <laughs> I know. I mean, um, I think the Bible teaches it best, you know. Jesus said something. He said, the peace I give, not like the world gives, you know. And I think it's found in the book of John. So the peace that people really need 
which I think is the lasting peace, comes from knowing God. Not just God, but having a connection with faith in Christ Jesus. And uh, I think that's what many people miss. I found that, and I think it works. Um, I've lived that life for some years now, and I think it's a true word that Jesus spoke. So that's where peace comes from. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking at the different views of peace there, and uh, as we see that uh, there's peace in nature, peace from within, peace in uh, circumstances going my way, peace, I, I don't ask the one guy, the only way you have peace when you're watching sports is if your team's winning, right? <laughs> so what about the other way? So that's not just sports, okay? It doesn't happen that way. Uh, but there's all kinds of views of peace. What I want to do today is I want to talk about what does the Bible say about peace? What does the Bible say ab about peace in our lives? And I want to begin this morning by asking you to think of the one thing that you feel the most anxiety or worry about today. What's the one thing you feel the most anxiety and worry about today? Some of you are going, Ron, I'd already forgotten it. Thanks a lot. Uh, but I want you to think about it. Maybe you've got more than one. I want you to write it at the top of your notes. If you would, just take a minute. The one thing that you feel the most anxiety or worry about today, you'd write it at the top of your notes. It's not my belief today that God wants to give you peace in that area. It's my belief today that God wants to set you free. And we're going to talk about how we can know that peace today. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something very similar to last week. Last week where I said, here's what real joy is. This week I'm going to say, here's what real peace is. And we're going to look at that. The common view of peace is that peace is the absence of conflict. It's the absence of conflict or problems that somehow... I can only have peace when I don't have conflict with others or I have conflict in my world or I have problems in my world. But I want to say this, real peace must transcend conflict and problems if we're going to believe our leader and our teacher, Jesus Christ, who said, in this world you will have what? Troubles, problems. And yet he still said you could have peace. And so we must be able to have peace in the middle of those. So three ideas, okay? First is this, real peace can exist in spite of difficulty. Real peace can exist in spite of difficulty or problems or struggles, however you want to say that. Real biblical peace can exist in spite of the issues that we're facing in life. Just as last week we said that real joy can coexist with sorrow, real peace can coexist with difficulty and struggle that we have in life. Next, real peace can't be attained by self-effort or by denial of reality. Real peace can't be determined or can't be gained, attained by self-effort or denial of reality. So what happens is, is that we know we need peace in our lives, and so we seek to gain peace by our ability to control our environment, our ability to control our circumstances. So the whole idea is this. Just use this picture that we're all familiar with, the phrase, I'm going to get all my ducks in a row. So I work to make sure that I get all my ducks in a row, which means all my circumstances in my favor, that's all my ducks in a row, that I'm going to go forward in that way, and then I will have peace as long as all my ducks stay in a row. How many of you have ever been able to do that? If you are, you're a miracle worker, if you can do it. If you can get all your circumstances to be in your favor, and then keep them in your favor for more than like about a second, then you've accomplished something that most humans could never accomplish in their life. And so, but that's what we think, and that's what we strive for. And so we end up frustrated. We end up even more um, unable to work for real peace because what happens is the more we try to do that and it doesn't work, then the more stressful life becomes and the more that we end up with anxiety. So it's important for us to admit this thing about peace today. 
the peace we're talking about is not a fruit of you. It's not a fruit of self. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And so he creates that peace. I can't create that peace by my getting my circumstances in my favor. Now, I also said it's not through denial. It's not through denial of reality. So many people believe that the way to have peace is simply to train yourself, to train yourself to only look at the positive in life and to never look at anything negative. Now, I would agree that we don't want to run around looking at all the bad stuff in life, right? We have enough news people to do that for us, and we look at that. We don't need to do that. Maybe you have some friends who do that. Every time you're around them, they point out everything that's bad in life. But we don't need to be going around looking at everything that's bad in life and all the negative in life, but we need to look at the positive and look at the positive side. But what happens is when I deny the reality of the negative in order to look for peace in life, and I deny that reality, I end up in trouble. For instance, recently, I started hearing this loud screeching sound in my car every time I put the brakes on. That was a negative reality. I, if I had denied that negative reality, pretty soon I would have been down to the rotors and I would have had to you know, be way more expensive to get my car fixed. But instead, I heard my negative reality and I responded to it by taking care of it. So many times when we come at the negative situations in life, if we want to just deny them and walk around with our head in the sand, we're actually creating more trouble for us later on more struggle, we're going to have more anxiety than we would have if we just responded to the negative reality that's right in front of us. So we have to be realistic about that. Another way to deny reality is through escape. I think you saw that in the video just there from the gal who said, peace for me is when I go to the ocean. Now, I would agree that when I see a picture of the ocean, you know, and I'm, it's like nobody there, right? That's the kind of ocean I find peace at. Nobody else is there, the beach. There's nobody else on the beach except me. I think I can have peace when I go to that place. And so we look at that and we think, oh, if I could just be there, I would have peace. Let's just take that outside of, you know, kind of nature and think about some other ways that we look and think we could have peace. We think, if I could just have that family. Oh, if I could just have that spouse, and be careful there, okay? If I just have that, look at some other spouse and think, wow, if I just had that spouse, or we look at someone else's home and think, if I could have that home, or their car, or their job, or their career, or what's going on in their lives, their um, uh, abilities to be able to experience life, that if I could have that, I could have peace. And see, folks, that never works. The reason that never works is because wherever we go and whatever we get, we still take with us our number one problem, and that is who? Me. <laughs> you take yourself with you wherever you go. And so the issue is not to get out of your reality so that you can have peace over here. The issue is, how do I have peace in my reality right now? Well, another way we try to deny circumstances, and this is rampant in our culture today, is through the use and abuse of substances. Some of you can't wait to get home to have that glass of wine, you know, right after the end of the day to, in order to cut the edge for your day. So you can experience some peace or that glass of beer or that shot of whiskey or whatever it is that you say, if I could just have that, then I'm going to be able to experience peace. Some of you are thinking, you know, I just can't wait to, to smoke that weed, whatever it is, and some other way to, in order to break the edge over the day that you were experiencing. I can't wait to be able to take that pill. And when I take that pill, then it's going to take the edge off of what I'm feeling and I'm going to feel peace. And kind of the whole theme of this mindset is this, ho, 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 to the bottle I go to heal my heart and drown my woe. That's kind of the way some of us go through life, if we can just do that. But that just makes matters worse, right? It makes matters worse. Many of you can give testimonies of what happened when you chose that route and how it made life way, way more difficult as you did that. 
Finally, real peace, the last idea is this. Real peace is the, this is the definition I'm using for today, okay? This is our definition of peace today. Is the serenity and tranquility that results from trusting God's wise control. The serenity and the tranquility that I experience from trusting God's wise control. That it takes me out of the picture there, right? It's not my control and my ability to do my circumstances, but I'm trusting God's sovereignty in my life. It's the inner calm and the poise that I walk through life with because I'm willing to say, you're God and I'm not. You're God and I'm not, and I'm going to trust you. Last week, we said that the opposite of joy, the opposite of joy is not sadness, but the opposite of joy is hopelessness, hopelessness that I believe my circumstances will never change or that I'm not going to be able to weather these. Joy is an attitude that says, I'm going to be able to ride on top of the mess of my life and that nothing can take me down because of my relationship that I have with God and being in his presence. And it's that exhilaration that you feel from knowing that you are safe. That is joy. Well, peace, on the other hand, is the opposite of peace is anxiety. The opposite of peace is worry. The opposite of peace is debilitating fear. So those are the opposites of peace. Peace, what we want to have is a confidence. The confidence that we have as we walk through life that gives us serenity and tranquility based on my acceptance that God's in control of this world and control of my life as I lean myself into him and I give myself to him and I trust him with my future. So that's the definition and that's what we're looking for as we look to have the peace that passes understanding we're going to talk about in just a little. So, okay, how do we build this peace into our lives? How do we do that? Well, turn your notes over and let's look on the backside. I'm going to give you three ideas, three disciplines that you can, you know, implement into your life that will help you as you're working to allow the Holy Spirit to grow peace in you. He will use this as a tool to help you grow. First is this. When I'm feeling anxiety, when I'm feeling stress, I need to call a timeout. When I'm feeling stress, when I'm feeling anxiety, when I'm feeling worry, I need to call a timeout. Call a timeout. Now, I really enjoy watching the NBA Finals. How many of you enjoying that? You like to do that? Watching the, the kind of the NBA come to the end of its season and, and that kind of thing. And you know what happens is we're watching these games, and, and I just love watching this happen, is that all of a sudden one team will get in the groove. One team will get in the zone, and they'll, uh, things, the ball will bounce their way, and that all of a sudden the ball bounces their way once, and they get to run down with a fast break and maybe have a slam dunk, and they get the ball back. The other team comes down. They have a defensive stop or a steal. They go back down again, slam dunk, and then they get down. They shoot it. It goes out, rims out, and it goes and bounces out to the guy outside the three-point line. He just shoots it up, and it just goes in, and all of a sudden there's this frenzy, this building, especially if it's in, its home, in the home stadium. And what happens is, is that frenzy is building, and the team that's in this zone, in this run for the moment, what does the opposing coach always do? Calls a timeout. He always calls a timeout. And that's what we need to think about as we're going through life, as we come to anxiety, when it comes in us, life's getting a little crazy, we need to call time out and say, we need to pause for a moment. We need to reflect on this. We need to go to our coach and let our coach talk to us about the reality of what's going on and how this is playing out and what's happening. As we do that, and as we have that time out, the purpose of a timeout is get the team to relax, right? Focus, remember who they are, and then to give them a play that the coach knows that they're going to be able to succeed on more than likely as they step out. So that's what happens during a timeout 
period. So what happens with you and me is we need to take time out and stop the action so that we can go to our coach, listen to him as he talks about who we are, who he is, the plan he has, and then as we step out with him, as we're going to look at towards the end of the talk today to do what we know he's asking us to do. So look at what Paul says in chapter 4, verse 6. He starts with, don't worry. That's hard, isn't it? Don't, we're just right on the shoot. He just says, don't worry. So first of all, that's what he's saying to us, don't worry. Now, what he's talking about here, he's not talking about the concerns we have, the normal concerns we have over the everyday things of life. You know, that, that's just normal. We're going to have concerns over the everyday things of life. What he's talking about here when he says, don't worry, is he says, don't have that sensation that you feel like you're about to crack up, that you feel like you're about to break up. Actually means go to pieces. That's what the word means, go to pieces. He says, don't go to pieces. Don't worry or don't be anxious uh, about the things that are going on in your life. So here's what I kind of might read then. He says, don't be a nervous wreck. Anybody ever called you that? Or have you thought inside, I'm a nervous wreck? Paul says, don't be a nervous wreck, falling apart, consumed by worry, and feeling anxious about anything. Instead, he says this, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then, when you do that, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. So it's unfathomable is what he's saying there. His peace, the peace that he now gives you, that peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus, as you continue to stay in him. So the way to stop worrying, the way to stop anxiety, the way that I can move towards peace is to call a timeout when I'm feeling those experiences and talk to your coach, the one who knows it all. Now, what do we do when we're with our coach? Well, Paul, what did Paul say? <clears throat> the first thing Paul said is that we have to pray. He says, you need to talk to your coach. You need to tell him the things that are going on. You need to tell him the things that are happening and how you're perceiving them. And then you offer requests for how you would perceive that he would work to change that. For how you would perceive he would work to change that. So you talk to him. You tell him what you need, and that's the first step. And when you do that, what you're doing, when you tell him that, when you say, God, I'm bringing this to you right now, you're actually declaring, even though you may not say this, God, I'm done with a self-help approach. I'm done with a self-help approach. God, I'm turning to you, and I'm giving control to you in this situation. So the way you get peace, the peace of God, is to remind yourself of God's faithfulness. And the way Paul said that, he says that we would offer a request, and he says, with all thanksgiving. And so as I'm doing this, it's kind of a process. I'm asking, giving my request, but I'm also thanking God. And the order and the way that Paul does this here is not that I give my request, and then, oh, I go off, and then, you know, six months from now, God does this for me, answers, and then I thank him. But Paul's saying, no, you give your request and you thank him immediately that he's going to answer with your best interest in mind. With your best interest in mind. One of the things I read, let me read this to you uh, this week. It says this, when we make a request to God, this is awesome, folks. When we make a request to God, he always gives us what we would have asked for if we knew what he knew. He always gives us what we would have asked for if we knew what he knew. And so as we trust him to be in control, we can trust him to always be working for our best as Romans 8, 28 says. So anxiety, I mean, Thanksgiving releases anxiety. 
because you remind yourself of God's faithfulness in the past. Basically, what you're doing when you come to him and you offer your request and you say to him, but God, whatever it is, your will be done, God. Whatever you're, you're saying here, whatever you choose is good. God, whatever you choose is good, and I'm going to be satisfied. I'm not going to feel anxiety that it didn't happen the way that I asked. And then he says that when you get there, when you get to that place, you trust God in that way, that you will now have his peace. It says that passes all understanding. That means it can't be comprehended. And you know what? I've seen this so many times. I've seen it, especially in times where people have tragic deaths. I know there's a long, slow death, and uh, which my dad just went through, and I know that experience. I personally also know what it's like to have a tragic death, where one minute life is like this, and the next minute you're on your back, and you've been decked. And when you see someone who's been decked, and their first response is, I have a peace that I don't understand. I have a peace right now. I don't even know where it's coming from. I can only attribute it to the fact that God is in me. And when you see that, what you understand is there's a person who has been developing the fruit of peace. And God has given them that gift in a huge way. So it's not always the release of or God always doing for me what I want, but it's me understanding that God's doing what's best for me in the situation. Look what Peter says about what we do with our anxiety. He says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Would you underline that, for he cares about you? Oftentimes, we end up with anxiety because we, we pray, but we don't think God cares about us. We, we're not sure that he's going to actually come through, but the truth is that he does care for us, and he will come through. So what we have to do is we have to come to him, call a timeout, and then pray. Second is this, on the back side of your notes. If you want to know God's peace, you must change your mindset. You must change your focus. Change your mindset. And so this is what Paul says. He's talking about your mindset or your focus. So instead of now focusing, and this is some of you need to hear this today, obsessing over the thing you've prayed about or the thing that you feel worry about, Paul says the way to peace is to pray, think, and then think a different way. To pray, think, and think a different way. Change your mindset. Here's what he says. He says fix. Now, that word fix, it actually means this. So just let's get a bigger, bigger picture here. It doesn't mean just, you know, like fix, you know, like it means fixate your mind. It means to drill down with your mind. It means to ponder on strongly with your mind. It means to chew on. It means to meditate on. A better picture means it means to pound it into your head. <laughs> pound it into your head. This, that truth that you know about God. So that when you're in circumstances and you've been knocked flat on your back, the first thing you think of is how awesome God is. And his truth about what he says, that he can do all things, and that he's with you and for you, and you can trust his control, your, your life to his control. But here's what Paul, how he says it when he's talking about the truth that we should focus on. He says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So instead of focusing and keeping my mindset on the things that are going wrong, I need to change my mindset and focus on what God says is true 
what he says is true. Now, it's not denying the negative of life, as I talked about earlier. Instead, it's accepting the positive about God, expecting the truth about him. And you have to discipline yourself. It's a discipline that you have to work on. And some of us, we've got ruts that are so deep down the worry track. Some of you are professional worriers. I know it. You got words that's so deep that you're going to have to get out of that rut. You're going to have to ask God to fill it up so that you now, your first reaction becomes the one, not woe is me or how's this going to be, but your first thought is God is going to come through and he's going to care for me in this place. Here's how um, Paul says to do it in 2 Corinthians. He says, we must take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And then Isaiah 26, one of my theme verses for my, per, my life is this, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. I have to change my mindset, and then, okay, here we go. I've called a timeout. I've asked God to change my mindset. Now I'm going to believe the truth about him. Now I have the peace to do the last step, and that is to take the next step. Just take the next step. Simply is all I have to do is take the next step. <laughs> Philippians 4.19, Paul says this, Keep putting into practice all you learn from me, then the God of peace will be with you. So what he's saying is keep <coughs> taking steps. Keep taking steps. And as you just keep taking steps, the peace of God will be with you. The peace of God that you had during that time out, that same peace of God will be with you in that next step. And what happens is, is that we oftentimes are in this place of anxiety, in this place of worry, and we see the future, and we see the direction, we see the end, and it, we get paralyzed, unable to step forward because we cannot see any way that that's going to ever happen. Instead, what God says is, you're not running to the end with a step. Take the next step I've asked you to take today. And what happens is, as I do that, then I can know his peace. Because I'm not, you know, I'm trusting him for what? Today. I'm not trusting him for tomorrow. I'm not trusting him with next year. I'm not trusting him with next, you know, 10 years from now. At that moment, I'm still trusting him for all that. But right now, I'm simply trusting him to take the next step today, whatever that might be. I can't tell you how freeing this is to realize that I don't have to figure out the end. I've simply said, God, I want the serenity and tranquility that comes when I'm going to say to you, I trust your control of my life. And I'm going to step out with you and I'm going to know a peace that because of that, that my friends look at me and say, how can you be peaceful right now in this situation? I don't know. I can be peaceful because God just called me to take the next step. He didn't call me to solve it. He didn't call me to move to the end. He just called me to take the next step with him. And then what Paul says is later on, he says this in verse 11. He says this, here's what happens to me then. I have learned. I didn't know this in the beginning, he said. It's something I had to learn through life. I have learned how to be content with whatever I have, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. And that's what he would say to every one of us today. Now, what I want us to do is we're going to end today with a, a time where we can come to God. We're going to call a timeout this morning. We're just going to call a timeout. I'm going to give you time right now to call a timeout. I'm going to ask you to take that thing that you wrote down at the top of your notes today. And during this timeout, I'm going to ask you to come before God 
I'm going to ask you to give the request to him that you would have about this anxiety or worry that you have. I'm going to ask you then to offer thanksgiving to him as you put yourself into his absolute control. And I'm going to ask you, God, would you show me the one step you want me to take today so I can take it with peace? We're going to enter into this time. Dave's going to sing some lyrics to a song that are going to help as we talk about being still before God. But before I do it, I want to read these verses from John 14. From John 14, because it's so key. What I'm asking you to do right now is practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is what we're asking. Here's what Jesus says. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Now, that word means comforter or counselor. Uh, It actually means the one who comes alongside of you. What you can know from what Jesus says right here is that you are never alone. You are never alone. And that your practice is to practice the presence of the Holy Spirit who's in you and out of you, alongside of you, with you, so that he's with you in every circumstance and situation. And it says here, it's a, the Holy Spirit will give you my peace, Jesus says, as he comes alongside of you. You can embrace him and know my peace because he's the one who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And folks, we are in the in you age. In the in you age. He is in you. And right now, I'm just going to ask everyone to just bow your heads. Dave's going to sing. I don't want you looking around, though. I want you right now to be listening. Let this song draw you into that place. At the end of his lyrics, he's going to continue to play. No talking, and you're just going to be before God in a timeout, just you and the Holy Spirit. So, Dave, will you sing?
God, I thank you that you call us to be with you. And uh, I just thank you that you're in this place and that wherever we are, whether it's in church, at work, at play, in the middle of the most stressful situation of life, that we can call a time out. We can simply just, in our minds, say this is a time out. We don't have to leave the room even. A time out to say, God, I need you right now. And God, I thank you for how you're going to work on my behalf. God, give me the ability right now to focus on your truth and who you are and what you say. Now, God, show me that next step. And in peace, I will step out in faith, believing that you have the ultimate control and authority in my life. And Father, I realize that as we come to the end of our time, that the fruit we're talking about is for those who have said yes to Jesus. And I know not everyone here has done that. The difference between a fruit that lasts and a peace is based on circumstances. So if you wanted to say yes to Jesus and know his peace today, you would say, Jesus, as much as I understand it today, I do say yes to you. I say yes to your peace. I believe that you died on a cross for me, and because of that death, I can have peace with God. And now, Jesus, because of that, because I know that I've been a sinner, I ask you to give me your spirit. You would form yourself in me. And for the rest of my days, I want to walk every step with you. To come to understand that the Holy Spirit now is alongside of me, not just in me, but alongside of me as my comforter and my guide and my advocate and my counselor. The assurance that I have you. And God, I pray for all of us as we walk out of here today that we're going to enter into a world, some of us will go back into the same pipeline that we exited. And it's going to be flowing with all kinds of people who want us to feel anxious to solve their problems. And that God, on this day, we would say, I have peace because I trust my God. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.